Welcome to Nunia Business Podcast, episode 26, K-Drama and K-Pop Therapy with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Today, we invent a new dairy product, talk about the struggles of being a K-Pop and K-Drama fan in a world that doesn't always understand us, and make a plea for the world to be a little bit more accepting. We also let you know why you shouldn't hate on your unnies, because hopefully someday you will be one. And we end the show with a K-Drama rom-com Mad Lib. That's what you're in for today on Nunia Business. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, you're much louder than me. <laughs> For the first time For the first ever. time ever. Only on the podcast. I feel like I'm a loud, unrepressible voice most of the time. Guess not. Guess you just in my head. beautiful angel. because I always have an ear infection, so <laughs> I don't know how loud I'm being. All right. My head's spinning. I don't even know where to start. I know. Well, we should start by saying... Becca has had her first few days at her new job. Correct. It's going great. It's going great. So we're this is our first time meeting since you started work. That's right. Which is probably why my head is spinning. You've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> and I apologize because we were just jointly going through our Twitter feed. And we have so many amazing tweets that people have been tweeting at us. Is that what they do? What do the kids say? <laughs> They've been twittering around us, <laughs> T- twittering, twittering us. And I have not had a second to myself to sit down, and I will, I promise. Well, and I've looked through them, but I just realized that if you click latest, you can see all the latest things that people have tweeted you. <laughs> We're learning things. <laughs> so for what? Six months now? Is this like our six month anniversary? It's coming up. We should do a special podcast for that. Wait a minute. How do you do math? When do we start? September? <laughs> December. Oh, was it December? Yeah. Oh, okay. We didn't like start regularly until the end of January. So we're coming up on our sixth month. Why did I think it was September? I have no idea. That's that's when I bought the equipment, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's when it became real in our minds, yeah. in our hearts. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense then. So anyway, congratulations on starting your new job. Thank you. Um, do you have any let's reassesses? Uh, I do (laughs) have one. Okay. I can't say it without laughing. I, in the middle of reading your realistic fanfics, first off, there were, I just read the text. And when you and I text, we text fast. Yes. So a few words have been autocorrected to things that they shouldn't have been. I'm very bad at sending misspelled words. I am not saying anything about that at all because mind you are terrible. And so I should have read through them better. However, when I get really excited, <laughs> I talk really fast. <laughs> I don't know why it's been bothering me all week. But when I went to say yogurt for the first time, it came out yogurt. <laughs> Yogurt. <laughs> is that a thing? Yogurt. It's such a ridiculous word. It's so yogurt and migurt. I have a... <laughs> yogurt and migurt. Yogurt and migurt. So I now have... I went from working <laughs> remotely. So I always worked from my house. 
to working in an office, which is a big change. Mm-hmm. And again, I really like my job, but I also have a 45-minute commute That's each crazy. way. So it's a huge adjustment for me and my family. So I've been listening to that podcast a lot in the morning. So I'm like, because I also am stupid and decided, hey, somebody told me, it's probably good advice, when you start a new job, all your bad habits, give them all up because it's something life-changing where if you start new habits when you start the new job, you're yeah, more likely habits. to keep the habits. Mm-hmm. So I gave up caffeine. Mm-hmm. I gave up a lot of sugar. I got. I, I make it a priority now to wake up at 5 a.m. and work out. So it's like all these things that were changing in my life. But in the mornings, then, I don't have caffeine. So I'll listen to your voice because it makes me happy. <laughs> but then I kick myself because every morning I'm like, yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> I love yogurt. Yogurt. We're going to do, that's our new business venture is we're going to have a yogurt brand called Yogurt. It's your yogurt just for you. Our next sponsored ad. (laughs) Megan and Becca's yogurt. Yogurt. I am, I'm not just saying this. I could not do that. You give up. No, I really couldn't. I could not give up caffeine. I could not give up sugar. I, think I could not myself, get up early to exercise. I think I'm going to let myself cheat on Friday. I'm going to go get my favorite. It's not even bad for you. Just my favorite coffee, mm-hmm. which is like a either a latte or a cappuccino. Do you know last week, every single day, I had to leave work at like 10.30. I get in at 9.30. 10.30 to drive to get a double shot of espresso <laughs> just because I was like, nope, not going to make it. <laughs> Got to gotta go take care of this now. I, I'm i trying to wean myself off of the espresso all day, every day, but I could never give it up altogether. Well, I'm so addicted. You're making me a better person. So I'm like, Megan's so beautiful and in shape and tiny and she has wrong. great skin. I am. I'm very short. <laughs> she's my little, she's my sugar. I am, Jimin, I am my a Uji. little one. Oh my God. Did I text you this? So a lot of like, I'm seeing a lot of fan uh, memes right now calling out, fans who call Jimin short Mm -hmm. and one of them said he's taller than Tom Cruise I absolutely believe that which I know Tom Cruise is a on the smaller side he's a tiny but I like can't even fathom I think it's because Tom Cruise is so much older I don't know I can't I cannot picture it in my head first I can't picture the two of them in a room together ever because it's like worlds colliding Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's something I just can't quite comprehend. So I saw, I didn't meet him, but I saw him when I worked in Hollywood. Tom Cruise. He's so tiny. My friend, my best friend that was there at the time was five foot one. Mm -hmm. And I honestly wonder if he was much taller than her. So he's like my height. He is short. Really? Short, short, short. Isn't that why movies are amazing? Mm -hmm. He never comes across as even a little bit short. But I guess like neither does Jimin, but partially that's because... He's always standing by the other members, so I have no perspective. Right. I can see that. Anyway, I don't know where, where we got. <laughs> I don't know how we got to this. Do you have any reassesses? I don't have a reassess, but I do have a question I want to pose just to the general fandom okay. of everyone who watches K-dramas. Let's hear it. Why lately, I would say within the last six months to a year, why does everyone always leave their coat on in K-dramas? I I actually have noticed that as well. It's not in my imagination, right? Because my mom and I are like starting to take tally where we're like, they've been inside this whole scene and they have their coats. They're, it's it's not like a blazer, like a say na blazer. It's a winter coat or a trench coat. I'm watching this Miss Hamurabi, I think is what it's called. And I really like it. And Go Ara is the lead. She quite literally wears her trench coat 
in the office all the time. She never takes it off. None of the other characters do. But then in other shows, everyone wears a coat. I'm just like, it's getting to the point where it's a distraction to me. Megan poses this question while she's sitting in my basement wearing, wearing a coat. A coat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> I have no defense for that. I am straight up wearing a trench coat. I'm like full on go ah rah right now. You're like using your hands and saying, "I am." It's passionate like a full about coat this or a trench coat and, and I look like, across the table and I'm like I think she's wearing yeah. a trench coat and right it's, now it's a coat that is not you can't mistake it it's an outdoor coat <laughs> it's like a rain slicker it looks really good on you I think it's from Target oh I love it yeah so anyway if anybody knows what the deal with all the coats is let us know please let us know it's bothering me all right we have I have two things I want to update from our last podcast real quick and mm. then we're gonna jump into K-drama and K-pop therapy mm-hmm. which I need right now For in my real. life uh, so we last week we did the realistic BTS fanfics and we put a call out there if anybody wanted to write some let us know and we got some great responses but I picked my favorite too we were loling we were lolling 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 on twittering while you guys were twittering around us so my first one that we got was from our sweet listener Chris who we love and adore and she, her realistic BTS fanfic was, RM and I have a decent co- elevator conversation. I get off on my floor and look up all the English words he said to me that I didn't understand. It's so realistic. It's so extremely just realistic. Like, oh man, I can't do this. This is so intimidating. <laughs> this is your second language. Why are you so much smarter than me? More intelligent than I am. It's not fair. And then our second one was written in through an email. She didn't say if she wants to stay anonymous or not, so just in case, I'm going to leave her anonymous. Uh, But her realistic BTS fanfic was, I look Jin in the eyes, and I pass out from his beauty. He gets freaked out because he doesn't know how to revive me, so he starts screaming, which revives me, and the process starts all over again. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was genius. Also very realistic. I've been thinking about Jin screaming a lot lately. He's got a good scream. He does. One of our listeners wrote us and said that Jin has given her some major second, bias not record second vibes. Male lead, second male lead syndrome. Yeah, bias <clears throat> record. He is, they're all, that's, BTS is a bias record after bias record. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with BTS. All right, so let's dig in. Let's be funny, Megan, because these Uh-oh. things bum me out. We are bummed out. <laughs> The world is a bummer right now. So our whole podcast today is, uh, I don't think it'll take very long. No. And after our, our talk, if this is incentive for anybody to stay tuned in, I have another Mad Lib for you. Oh, yes. That I've been really, really looking forward to giving to you. I can't wait. All right. So today's whole theme is K-pop and K-drama met our therapy. So things that we all have in our mind when you tell somebody that you know well or a stranger that you like K-pop and K-dramas and the reactions that they give you or their weird responses that you're constantly hearing. Things that you want suggestions on how to respond to or just you just want to know you're not yeah. alone and everybody's hearing it. Because we have no idea how to. I feel like we've gotten good at just kind of being like, well, you know, I like what I like. You like what you like. We all like what we like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you care. But there are still days where I'm just like, I don't even know how to. I don't <laughs> know what to say to you right now. So I can't even fake a laugh at your supposedly no. funny quip. And do you know? It's really weird to me still, even though, again, I don't really care if people don't like what I listen to, but whenever I'm going to show somebody K-pop, 
I get so nervous. Like physically my face heats up. I was trying to show a friend of mine DPR Live this weekend. I was like, it's a long story, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll just play it for you. And I put on one of the videos and I was like burning up. I was so (laughs) nervous about her reaction, which again, like I don't care what she thinks. I love her more than life itself. I don't care what she thinks, but... I was so nervous. I get that way still. Whenever I try to play it for someone, I'm like, even, oh, I hate that feeling. I wish I could just be like, it's good. Like it. Like and it. convince them to like Fall it. Fall into this trap. Yes. Because I do want people to like it because it is good. And I told Megan today, I'm seriously the luckiest girl ever because I got this job. I really like it. It's a great, passionate project for me. But today, I was in the middle of my first presentation And we were supposed to give a song recommendation on a song that we were going to use if we were to walk out of the room. This is so Becca's life. A walkout song. And so I just, without any shame or hesitation, said, I would like Second Grade by BTS. And then I said, because I'm a K-pop fan, are there any other K-pop fans in the room? And there was probably 30, 35 people in the room. They all raised their hands. One (laughs) one girl slowly raised her hand and was like, I like K-pop. And I was like, (gasps) oh my gosh, I think I found a new friend at work. What are the odds? And so then, this is the part I didn't tell you yet. Yes. I told her to wait and tell the story because I was like, this is perfect for our podcast. So then we talked a couple times throughout the day and I was texting Megan like, I met a new friend at work or whatever. And uh, at the next break, or actually, when it was her turn to present, she said, I was going to pick, I forget, a Sublime song or something. And then she goes, but Becca gave me the courage to say, I really, I want Not Today by BTS. That's amazing. And then she went into this huge thing about, you know, that song is about when the world throws everything at you and you're like, no, not today. And like, <gasps> it was the cutest thing ever. And then when she came over to my desk later the day in that day, she said, um, you know, I'm just, you really, you really like inspired me to like, not be embarrassed by my nerdy hobbies. Own it. She was so sweet. Own it. She's so sweet. Because we, honestly, we are lucky. We as K-pop and K-drama fans are lucky. And if people can't see that or get on board with it, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. I've had multiple people say to me recently, I wish I was as passionate about anything as you are about BTS or as you are about Korean pop culture. And I'm like, I wish you were too because it feels great. (laughs) I don't care what it is, but I feel like I feel so lucky and blessed. I feel like you don't have to they're be. missing out. I think you should I be. I think you should. <laughs> I think you're wrong. But that's okay. So who who in here doesn't like K-pop? All right. And who in here is right? Yeah, that's <laughs> You're all wrong. Get with the program. So that's my that's my story. I have a new friend. That's a great story. And I kind of was telling her about the podcast tonight, and she gave me a couple suggestions for things to say too. That's awesome. So especially and she's dealing with this out right of the now. blue, she's going to the same concert we are in October, which is crazy. What are the chances? And she was one of those lucky angels who just like got tickets with no trouble. Yep. Makes me love her and hate her at the same time. <laughs> after everything, we, the emotional roller coaster that we experienced. <laughs> so let's dig in, Megan. What is the first? topic we got from our listeners about things to discuss. I think the most common one was just kind of like general ignorance mm-hmm. is frustrating. And I think it's cultural ignorance. I think it's just kind of, it's general ignorance. So a lot of people say they get the the like, well, you can't speak the language. Why do you care if you can't speak the language? You don't understand what they're saying. What? So, mm-hmm. I don't, this this is one of those things where I feel like it's almost not worth responding to. I sometimes say I would, I wish I spoke the language. I'm starting to pick up on the language because I listen to the songs and watch the show so much, and it's broadening my experience as a human. But also, 
it sounds good. I don't know. It doesn't matter what they're saying to me. Right. And we've talked before about watching subtitles or, you know, like translations of songs. It's like a whole richer experience. I don't know. It's experiencing it on two different levels because you experience it purely musically the first time because you don't know what they're saying. And then you get to experience with what's the meaning of the song and it adds a whole new new level. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you can't have a similarly beautiful experience with a song in English or whatever language you speak. I don't know. It's I think it's great. I so my usual retort to that, and it, I don't always do it, but depending on my crowd, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you like Star Trek, and they yes. speak Klingon or whatever it's it is, not even real, and you think that's really cool. The not Lord that I, of the again, Rings. I sound judgy right now, only because they were judging me first. So yes. I'm trying to throw it back and be like, this is how you're making me feel. Like, yes, if that's what you love, go love it. Right, you have my blessing. <laughs> I think that's that's what all of this comes back to. I am not hurting you or or questioning what you like at all. So why do you need to question what I like? And if it, I think part of it, this, and maybe I'm reading into it incorrectly, but what you just said about your coworkers telling you, like, I wish I loved anything mm-hmm. as much as you love what you love. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of it is just people trying to downgrade it to be like, yeah. You're silly for loving something so much. I or do think they're almost jealous. They don't have something. So they're trying to make you feel stupid for the thing that makes you that happy. Yes. I do think it's easier to minimize things because I'm guilty of it too. A couple of my coworkers love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I can't watch reality TV. It makes me physically sick. I, I just feel not not like in a judgmental way, the awkwardness of it. I, I can't take it. I can't do it. It stresses me out. So many confrontations. Not for me. But I've catch myself saying to them, like, you know, making little side comments about The Bachelor. And it's like, well, they're not, they don't, aren't hard on me for liking mm-hmm. K-pop. And it's really not different. This is just the thing that they are drawn to. Why am I judging them for this? Right. Just because I think it's uncomfortable. You know, it makes them happy. And it makes them really happy. They love watching it every week. It also, so sometimes, because this is more the crowd I talk to most days, is there are a lot of baseball players who are from other countries. Mm-hmm. Usually Spanish-speaking ones are the ones that I'm, like, the great ball players I'm thinking of. But it's like, I don't know, like, there's some great Japanese ball players, and there are a few North Korean ball players, or, or South, South Korean, Korean ball players. <laughs> and, um, but they do, like, after, if they have a great game, they have a translator there to help them mm-hmm. with interviews. It's, it's literally, I say the same thing to those people. Like, you still think that's well, the coolest thing ever, why are, why are you making a language barrier like a negative thing for me? I ju- yeah, I guess maybe we're lucky in that the uh, the idea of a language barrier has never bothered us. Mm-hmm. And I, it is frustrating to feel like you don't know what's going on. But okay, this was something one of our listeners sent in and I think she made an incredible point. Especially for U- US or English speaking countries. We churn out so much content. We're just used to having it's just for us. Like so much stuff yep. is just made for us that when there's something that's not made quote unquote for us, we're like, wait, why isn't this for me? I don't understand. Right. Why can't I tell what they're saying? And so we're just spoiled at this point. Mm-hmm. And with the f- machine of the fandoms out there, you know, in like what, 12 hours, we already have translations. It's yep. not like we're having to wait years and years for content. Mm-hmm. The internet, especially now, I mean, it's it's all there for us. But like when I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, I can't find pretty Nuna who buys me food anywhere. Why is life so unfair? It's because I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> I'm not used to having to wait for TV for me. Like right. that it's, it's just one of those things where I feel like we're just sent, we're 
we're programmed to just be like, this is on demand, ready to go. This is, I can, I can access it immediately. So we have to wait a little longer. And I think maybe that's a turnoff for people too, is they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Not knowing what they're saying ever. It's, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not knowing sometimes great. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we give you a very good retort for that. I feel like people here's, throw at you. Spoiler alert. Here's going to be the retort for everything. Just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> I, unless it's your family. I get that too because family does bring it up and you don't want to just be, blow them off and be like, you're being jerks. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's just kind of, I feel like, turn the other cheek. Shrug your shoulders. Say, I'm going to keep loving this. Mm-hmm. Because there, it's, I don't see how it's any different from anything. Another one of our listeners pointed out, her, her mom was kind of questioning her on, on like, well, yeah, but why do you like it? I don't understand what you like about it. She's like, my mom watches every true crime murder show you can imagine. Yes. It's another thing where it's a, millions of people are obsessed with true crime. It's an, there's a whole industry dedicated to true crime. And again, it's just whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Does, I can't do it again. It makes me feel very stressed out because I'm always sure that I'm going to be murdered in the exact same way that whoever was murdered was murdered. That's why I can't watch medical shows either, because I'm sure I'm going to get all the diseases. But I don't know. I feel like I'm way off topic now. No, you're not at all. Am I, I agree, because I think, uh, especially in America, I can't really speak for other countries, but I don't think it's this bad in like Europe and Asia, but 90% of our TV shows are either reality shows or crime shows so much and it just desensitizes you to so many things where and this is okay maybe this is the appeal you're being my therapist because i'm talking it out and figuring out as i go that's what this what we both need therapy that's what this today, therapy. Yes. but i think i had become so desensitized to murder and crime and sex honestly on mm-hmm. tv that when i first got into k-dramas it was like romance to me was such a new concept because oh, it was yeah. missing from all of my TV shows. It's not there. Including like, quote unquote, reality TV, where it's like, this isn't real. Like, no. their feelings aren't genuine. Well, and they're people that I just don't want to root for. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's the new thing with pop culture here, or at least at the point where I feel like I made a transition almost exclusively to Korean stuff, was I was just like, over the anti-hero, over the, over the frenemy, over that whole kind of unlikable lead and I feel like that's the moment we're having mm-hmm. and I, I like complex characters don't get me wrong but I don't know it was just I couldn't find anyone where I connected on any level with them and that's not true of k-dramas I was connecting I, again didn't speak the language completely different culture I was unfamiliar with a lot of things when I started but I was still connecting better with these characters and these stories than I could with things made in my own country in my own language mm-hmm and I feel like that's maybe a concept people aren't willing to delve into. Right. Maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah. It like does. they're just like, I just, I can't relate to this because it's too different. No, we're all the, we're all the same. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to be loved. Mm-hmm. We all want to look at beautiful people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we all want to feel like the world is a really happy place where everything yes. will turn out okay and in the end. And nothing is wrong. Yeah. And there's a subway on every corner. <laughs> and yogurt stands and all yogurt, over. And yogurt for everyone <laughs> every day. Yogurt. <laughs> it's going to be the name of my firstborn. This yogurt. is yogurt. This is my daughter, yogurt. <laughs> 
please make that happen. You got it. <clears throat> so another point somebody had written in, which I had not thought of, but as soon as she said it, I was like, this makes 100% sense. <laughs> um, she said that her grandfather fought in the Korean conflict, mm-hmm. as did my grandfather. And she grew up seeing, like, photos of him being over there and, like, relics that he had brought back from that conflict, as I did. So I think when you first told me that you were watching Korean dramas, that's what I associated with Korea, was, like, oh, these old, the outdated like pictures. And- yeah, and, and just a, a land of conflict. Now, I'm not saying Korea, Korea clearly still has a lot of conflict between the, the North and right. the South. So I'm not saying that that's gone, but I think I just associated like all these old timey things mm-hmm. with that. So when you told me you're watching dramas, I'm thinking like it's got to look like a VHS. It's probably in black and well, white. I had no idea the production value was so insanely high. I wonder if that's partially because when you think of his, like history courses in schools, mm-hmm. public schools, the only thing we learn about Korea is, is the, the is the Korean conflict mm-hmm. because it's kind of the only recent time where I feel like well I mean that's changing now when we were growing up like the U.S. and the Korean Peninsula didn't I mean that was when we that was our interaction right was that and then there were years where there wasn't that interaction anymore and now I feel like with all the craziness going on with the talks about unification reunification and all that it's different now but I don't know, as a kid, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we learned was there was a war there. Mm-hmm. And we, we were participated in a war. Right. And so, I, I mean, I knew nothing about it. I, I think we've told this story before. This was like a, my mom stumbled upon a K-drama on Netflix. I was like, you got to watch this. And I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and then it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of giving stuff a chance. Right. Nobody wants to give anything a chance. And I almost hate saying that out loud. And like hearing you admit that out loud, mm-hmm. I'm just like, Megan, that just doesn't seem like you. Giving stuff a chance? Yeah. No, I will. No, I just mean you being like, that sounds terrible. Oh, I feel yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. pretty open-minded. I am. And and again, I made, I made a completely weird judgment call based on absolutely nothing. Yes. Again, based on, have I seen a lot of foreign television? No. Other than British series and maybe some Scandinavian stuff? No. We until the wonders of streaming television. I don't feel like I had access to that. Yeah. So to me, it was like, and and the production quality when we started watching. I feel like within the last five years, there's been a big shift in the in the way they approach shooting dramas, where I think it was just like a slightly. It's way more high quality mm-hmm. now, and it was just again. I don't know if it was just an industry <clears throat> thing or what. When I started, it did look a little. They look different. They look different than our television. And so I think I judged them based on that. I was like, well, this seems, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like almost like a soap opera, shot mm-hmm. kind of like a soap opera. Excuse me. <laughs> I just wolfed some dinner and so now I'm burping. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure I saw the first episode and I was like, I don't like how this looks. <laughs> Did you use that voice? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I hate myself now for... Even comparing it, though, to, like, my experience of, like, oh, that probably makes sense. It's probably what I... Like, I, Megan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry no. that I was one of the ignorant people in your life. Well, you were... I was, too. We all are. We're all idiots. <laughs> Here's the thing. None of us are open-minded enough. I feel like that's just life. We all are, like, I'm very comfortable in this little square. 
and that's K-pop, and it's on the other side of this little square, and I am not going to leave <laughs> the square for it. I am having it. But then I leave the square, and I'm like, look at this beautiful world outside the square. <laughs> I had no idea there was so much wonderful stuff to love and so let's get into the good stuff here because when people bring it up and ask me like why do you like it so much i constantly am saying it go ahead i'm sorry no you finish your i was just just constantly saying like it makes me feel like the world is full of amazing things that i was just too close-minded to ever give a chance so now if somebody's suggesting like a german show i'm like sure you yep. recommended one to yeah, me. And I was it. like, yeah, I'm going to give that a try. Or just anything in general. Or music from Australia. That was something that somebody recently was like, hey, let's give this a try. And I'm like, it's really good. Well, and like, it's shame on me forever being like, I don't have time in my life for this. For this. Like, right. I have time for everything that's beautiful and made with purpose. And I don't know. We all do. It enhances your life in really important ways. Again, you and I are consumers by nature. I feel like we consume television. We can, cons- like, we mm-hmm. are. I want more. I want more. I want to experience this. I want to hear these yes. stories. Curiosity. We're yes. very curious yes. and creative people. And we really love great storytelling and we really love beautiful images. I mean, it's, we're the exact people who are like, this is, we're the people looking for this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so many more people would benefit from it if they, again, would just be like, you know what? I don't mind reading for a few minutes. Yeah, for a few minutes. I, you know, I scroll through this phone for eight hours a day and read stuff that yeah. I don't even want to read that puts me in a bad mood. That doesn't matter. So I guess I could read, you know, 30 minutes of a K-drama just to see if I like it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. And for every person who comes at me like, you like what? Why? With that kind of already Judgy. judging me thing. There's another person out there who's like, wait, you like what? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. This is really interesting. Yes. And I those remember, are the people we like. Yeah. And the, you know what? Some Most of them never try K-dramas or K-pop. They don't They don't get into it. But I, I feel so validated that they're at least willing to consider it as a as just the, on the same level as any other weird obsession that's the everything goes back to that like i don't get why this is different mm-hmm. i don't get why you find it so weird other than it is probably rarer right now but mm-hmm. i feel like that's changing i feel like jeff's run into like 16 people wearing bts shirts in chicago at this point so since we're going to that concert and jeff lives there he's uh, like tallying it for us and he's yeah. sending us updates all the time like uh, he has like a little seen? scorecard of i've seen somebody wearing a j- two jimin, two jimin, jimin is winning jimin's winning they've seen, you've seen like two people wearing I jimin mean, shirts surprise surprise <laughs> everyone As loves he jimin he's perfect <laughs> Which, this is a good segue then, Mm -hmm. to say, let's segue into K-pop therapy. Yeah, big therapy moment. My number one complaint, and we heard it from all of you as well, why do you like them? They look like girls. This is one of those moments where I'm like, not going to validate that question with an answer. Mm -hmm. Just to begin with, again, why do you care what I find attractive? Yes. I, because... I have a, this good friend that I was showing DPR live to. Our taste in men could not be more different. And she has shown me a picture of many a fellow who I was like, <laughs> all right. A fellow? Or <laughs> oh, a, a fellow where I was just, I don't get it. She'll be like, oh my God, he's gorgeous. And I'll be like, he is not. You are wrong. <laughs> so I don't care if you don't find them attractive, but like, Come on. And this was another another listener pointed out that when comments like that start coming, 
wait, which one are we talking about? Looking like girls, yeah. that one. Um, a lot of that like toxic masculinity built into our culture starts coming out of people. Like and she's so right. They hold hands. Are they gay? That's a huge one. Huge one. They're always holding hands. They live together. I don't see why people are disgusted by hand holding. I don't either. I find it so refreshing and intimate and great to think of two male friends, two female friends, being able to be physically close to each other. I just, to me, this is, again, it's never a question where it's like, oh, they must be dating. I mean, maybe they are, and that's okay, too. And you know what? It's really none of my business. Yeah, but, like, why do you have to, why is this your, why is this a problem for you? Why do you, like, oh, okay, so you're not going to listen to them because they're holding hands, Mm -hmm. and that bothers you? Then you don't deserve to listen to them. Which is so... Okay, I have so many things I need to say. I'm going to mix them all up here. but This is so hard to, to compartmentalize. It is. And there's so many issues that spawn off of this. Yes. So my first, okay, my first complaint here when people say that is, okay, well then, for example, a good, dear friend of mine said it the other day. I just don't understand. They all look like girls. Like, what do you find so attractive? What draws you to them? And so I went on in the usual thing. They're insanely talented. They're pretty much flawless. They're super in shape. Uh, just their abilities in general. And they're, so passionate. And their hope to make the world a smaller place. Yes. How can you not be attracted and to that? And they're actively, I mean, obviously I'm thinking of BTS right now, but they're actively trying to do good in the world. Yes. With their, they're so young and they're so successful, but they're using that success for really positive things. Mm-hmm. That's something you want to get behind. And then, so what I normally, I do never, I never want to come off as judgy. So, but I usually do, I like to ask questions to see why are you coming from that state of mind? Are you just ignorant or are you intentionally, you know what I mean? Do you have something deep rooted in you? don't you, I feel like some people who say it sometimes are not people who I would think of as homophobic or Mm -hmm. insensitive, like culturally insensitive. But when they say it, I'm like, you know, that's not okay. Like, I don't understand how you don't think that that, that's problematic what you're asking. So... What I normally ask then is, well, then who do you find attractive? Like an mm. American culture or whatever culture. Give me the name of a celebrity that you find attractive. So usually I hear like, well, Ryan Reynolds or Justin Bieber. And I'm like, okay, you know, because their other thing is, well, they wear makeup. Okay, yeah. well, you know that these two wear makeup too, a, right? I was going to make that same point. You're delusional if you think famous people don't constantly wear makeup. Constantly. And not just in movies. And you know what? Let's be honest with ourselves. When I got that sweet, sweet close-up, I want them to wear makeup because <laughs> I want them to look perfect because that's going to be burned into my eyes for a long time and it better be good. <laughs> I like the makeup. It looks great. So that stuff drives me insane. And then I think... Okay, this goes back to the hand-holding, where they're, where they're like, they make some sort of homophobic comment about it. For, for real. Every mm. single time. Or my thing is, okay, so if you like Justin Bieber, or and I'm not saying it's just Justin Bieber, but there's a million just American example, celebrities. Yeah. Oops, sorry. The things they do behind closed doors would probably make you sick. Well, like, I just don't understand why two men holding hands in public as friends is disgusting. Are we that toxic in America where men aren't allowed to show affection at all, any physical affection towards a male friend without being labeled as gay? I just think that's so, like, just saying it is making my stomach turn well, a little and bit. Then, and then, like, labeling it gay as a negative thing? Yes. That's wrong. That's wrong also. Yes. Like, like what's 
what is wrong with us? I just don't get it. And I think we do get to that point where we're like, it's 2018. How are we still here? We're still here. I, I don't know. I think the best thing that we can do in situations like that is to just be like, I, I don't know. If you're the, a good person and you're willing to say, let me tell you why what you're saying isn't it's great. Wrong. Yeah. Let me explain to you where I'm coming from and why what you're saying bothers me. God bless you. Uh, my response to someone saying they all look like girls would probably be like, you look like a girl <laughs> because I'm a child and I don't like confrontation. <laughs> but I, the only thing we can do at this point is try to try to pass on that in a loving way. That's not that's not a valid or helpful thing. And and what you're saying is bad on so many levels. Well, and I just think, again, it's 2018. We've done a lot of scientific research, and I'm not making a statement one or the other, but I just think gender can be a very fluid thing. Mm. And I I just don't understand what's wrong with girls who supposedly look more masculine or guys supposedly look more feminine. Although I honestly think if you were to stack a member of BTS up next to Ryan Reynolds, they would have the same beauty standards. Yes. Absolutely the same beauty the, standards. It's, I feel like... And nobody is, is, is questioning Ryan Reynolds' masculinity. No. That's weird. I never thought about it in those terms. Well, my response to my friend who brought this up, because I really do love her. She's a dear friend of mine. I just stopped talking. Yeah. And the one day she was even like, you don't agree with me, do you? Because you stopped talking. And I was just like, mm-hmm. And I just kind of changed the subject. Because I was like, I just don't even want to have this fight. Well, and, and I feel like it's like you said earlier, it turns into so many other fights. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I think they look like girls. Okay, well, I don't. I'm attracted to them. But even if they do look like girls... I guess I'm still attracted to them. So what are you, I, I feel like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you think they look like girls, fine. All right. If you think they look like girls, I still think they're hot. Whether they look like girls or not to you. Right. Why does this matter? Like this, what, what does it benefit you to say to me? Like, am I going to be like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> this whole I guess time, I don't like them I've anymore. been in love with girls <laughs> and I didn't know. I'm, that's probably not going to happen when somebody's giving me unhelpful commentary. <laughs> Maybe it will, and God bless you for helping me realize about this about myself. But it's just like this is not a this is a stupid statement. Mm-hmm. It's it's a stupid statement. No matter when finding a flaw with something anyone likes, I think it's like why mm-hmm. why do you want to bring them down? And the other thing, it all comes back to what does it matter at the end of the day? How is it making their life any better by calling by that's what by it calling feels like. somebody a girl or judging yes. their sexuality on like- the way they look? It's giving you some sort of weird pleasure to make me feel worse about something. Yes. Which, joke's on you, it's not going to make me feel worse about anything because I think you're dumb. And so if you do have friends who are willing to change, which we do, we've had friends that have made comments like that before and we've had the conversation of, let me tell you why that's hurtful. Right. (laughs) Or in general, why you probably shouldn't say that in public because you're going to offend a lot of people. Um, I mean, you only know what you know until you know better. Right. Yeah. And that's I think that's another thing I love about K-pop and K-dramas is I really do feel like it brings forth some of these conversations mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I only knew what I knew, but now I know better. Right. And I feel like I'm grateful that I'm a better person for it. And I do think that a lot of it is makeup and grooming. And we're just not it's just a different standard, which again, I'm sorry. I'm really interrupting oh, you on this no, one. No, you're right. <clears throat> so I have another friend makes the same comments. But then at the same time, in the next breath, will complain that her husband is getting out of weight and doesn't shave his face as much anymore. 
So it drives me crazy where I'm like, you are you are yelling at these men or at for being me like in shape for self-love and self-care yeah, and, and then great. complaining that your husband isn't more like that. Yeah. Like you can't have it both ways. No. I don't know. And it's I think a little bit of it's just like the idol standard in general. The idols are different. They're just like on a different level than mm-hmm. everybody. And I think probably American boy bands have gotten a similar thing where they're shinier and prettier and generally better taken care of and so I feel like everyone's instinct reaction and it's that whole like whatever weird standards we've grown up with is just be like that's weird that's not manly that's mm-hmm. not masculine no guess what it is we're just changing maybe it's time that we change the idea of what's masculine because yeah. there are a lot of different types of masculinity there are a lot of different types of femininity we should all just be living our truths. Is that possible or easy? No, Megan. it's horrible. We should all just be living our we, truths. We should. I, I feel like it's it's a pipe dream and obviously it's very difficult in this world. But but you know it's not impossible? Is for all of us listening and having this conversation to live our truth because that is a step in the right direction. It whether is. it makes any whether it changes anybody else's mind or not. Yeah. Like today at my meeting when I yes. I had no shame at all in being like I am a K-pop fan. Is anybody else here a K-pop fan? And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I, I hate to say inspired, but she, her words were, I inspired her yeah, to it open up. And she said she hasn't said it to anybody at work yet. And she's been there for a while. And isn't it funny that we're talking about like this secret shame of being a K-pop fan? Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people feel it because you, you are by yourself. There mm-hmm. is no one to be like, yeah, you're right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All you get all the time are the like, I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. What are they wearing? They look like girls. I don't, I don't. Why do you like this? They're, are they holding hands? Yeah, they are. And you know what? I'm into it. <laughs> so cut it out. <laughs> threatening you've ever looked and you never look threatening I do I find it really beautiful to think of two friends holding hands I think it's a great moment I just why can't we all hold hands I don't like touching people but you know some of my favorite moments in and honestly so it started with Big Bang there was a great video of them like waiting to perform somewhere and I think Sungri fell asleep on G-Dragon's like leg Mm. And I just thought it was like the most beautiful thing I had ever, because it was truly like they were brothers. Mm-hmm. Like in America, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't right. see men interacting that way as friends. And I thought it was such a, one of those moments where I'm like, why would I have thought before that that was weird? Because it's actually quite beautiful that they're so comfortable together. It's not even a thing. It doesn't even bother them. No. Whereas like if I'm walking down the street by you and I accidentally swing my hand and hit your butt, I'd probably be like, oh, I'm so sorry I touched your butt. And but I'd it's be like, like, hey girl, it's fine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes, but I you know do. what I mean. But I just think it's really beautiful. It's, it is. I it's feel a like pure thing in general. That's it. It's a pure love. It is. It's and, and, and people, people want men people to have to turn that. it into anything, something else that they recognize and that, that they recognize as negative in most right, cases. Which there which is, is not problem fair. one and problem two. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've presented us with two unsolvable problems. How dare you? I was just trying to enjoy my K-pop. Yes. Yes. It's I think that's like, why it makes me so mad. Yeah. This this is what I needed because I feel like I'm unleashing all this toxic stuff in the Pent air. up aggression. And then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, okay, it's not going to bother me no. anymore because I got it out. Well, and at the end of the day, like we said earlier, I'm so happy that I have this in my life. Mm-hmm. Does it bring up weird conversations with people who don't know what they're talking about? Does it make me question a lot of things sometimes that I've 
come to understand or that I thought I believed or that I thought I knew and have to reassess some of the things I believe. Yeah, but good. I think that that's a really good hobby makes you grow and makes you change and you want to become a better person. And like I've had to think about a lot of these things for myself. Mm-hmm. I and don't I, know. I know as a human being, I have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. But I also know every day I really do try to make myself better than I was yesterday. It may not be by much. All you can do. You know what? You're so far ahead of most better. people because most people, most of us wake up every day going, if anyone talks to me, I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, you work out I'm today? Like, it was leg friends. day for me. And I'm like, what's leg day? It sounds horrible. All right. Um, if you don't have another big one, there's one big one left that I, I want to bring up. This one? Mm-hmm. That's the one I want to talk about. All right. Do we need a moment to like This breathe? is like weighing heavy on our hearts. Because... For so many reasons. Okay, yeah. so the topic is age, fandoms between, like, age versus age. Yes. Younger fans versus older fans. Right. When we're already supposed to be a loving, cohesive unit that all love the same wonderful thing. And recently I've been noticing it a little more than usual. Me too. Where either older fans, I don't always see the older fans versus younger fans. I mostly see the younger fans picking on older fans, but I think it can go both ways. And maybe because I am an older fan, we're a little more sensitive to it as much. Um, And it's definitely more, at least so far, I've seen way more a K-pop thing than a K-drama thing. mm -hmm. K-dramas, I feel like everyone's welcome. Yes. Watch and enjoy. Yes. But yeah, there's been some very hurtful commentary toward older fans of K-pop. Yes. And Becca and I are kind of trying to figure out how exactly to deal with it. It's it's hurtful because again, why do you here, care? Why do you, yeah. What why do you care? First off, there's 7 8 billion people on this earth. Mm-hmm. I just want to level with you girls. Your chances of meeting a member of your favorite K-pop group and marrying them are slim to none. Now, I'm not saying it's never going to happen. I'm just saying if that's the reason that you're maybe toxic towards other fans, like, you feel threatened. Do you think we're your competition? I don't know. Because you should think we're your competition. Because <laughs> older women are the best. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't know anything. I just, I, it, so there was one post in particular where, on Tumblr, that we found. Oh, I had an existential breakdown I'm about serious, this post. I'm serious, guys. Megan texted me all night. Like, I found, I read this post. I shouldn't have read it. It was really upsetting me. Like, it just triggered something in my brain, and now I can't stop thinking about it. And then you kept reading comments underneath that people have been responding I'm with. usually really good about cutting myself off when I'm like, this will do nothing good for me. Right. But this post legitimately had me questioning myself. Right. And my motives and why I like it, and if there was something weird about me liking it. And this was coming from inside the fandom. This isn't people outside who right, are like, again, I don't understand why you like so it. It's once, the people who we, I thought I had lots in common with. So once you leave your cute little box. Yes. And realize there's a whole beautiful world outside of your box. That's the, it's OK. So when you're in your box, you think everything outside of it is scary and unsafe. But once you get outside your box and you realize there's so much beauty out here and I'm almost safer out here. Yeah. Because of the masses. All these people who like all this all interest this, and, and they stuff, have open, and I'm learning so much from them. And then when something negative like that happens, then it is like, I want to run back to the box. Do I want to run back to my box? Yeah. Like being a toxic fan is bad. So I don't, not that we're like preaching, but some of the comments that we read were just hurtful. So Megan texted me and then you just sent me a couple snips and I'm not kidding you guys. I probably read it at nine o'clock at night. 
I was up till like almost one in the morning. I couldn't stop thinking about it either. It's really upsetting. And and here's the thing: we have nothing against fans of any age. No, I'm. If anything, I'm jealous of younger fans because I feel like growing up with K-pop. If I had if I had had this when I was in high school, if I was a teenager, I would have been so happy. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't have a great young personhood. What do you call it? <laughs> Childhood. Child. <laughs> Youth babyhood. Not that I didn't have a good youth, <laughs> but I feel like I'm I'm getting things from it now as an adult that I feel like would have really impacted me in a different but really beautiful way as a young person. But this, this comment was basically like, basically I'm it, summing it up. Older fans are disgusting, disgusting was for liking word. young young idols for being into young idols. I think there were references to being like molesters i mean it yeah, was like a, pedophiles it was, it was a harsh harsh post and i and okay when i said it made me question myself did i was i like oh my god am i a molester no <laughs> but it did make me feel like oh is it weird? oh is is this weird that i think these guys are attractive and talented all right after like 24 hours i was like no it's not weird because i'm not my my affection and love for them is coming from a very genuine place, and it's admiration for their talent. I mean, yeah, it's we talk about the way they look, of course. But do. genuinely, I hope you guys know the undertone constantly for us right. is these amazing, amazingly talented people who are beautiful souls who are trying to make the world a better place. And it's that it's and they make us so happy. Their their work makes us so happy. It goes back to that idea of connection. We're connecting with them. They are connecting with us, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're from a different country and eight years younger, whatever. The beautiful thing is that doesn't matter. We are right. sharing experiences and they're, the experiences they're sharing are experiences that resonate with me. So I wrote down a couple. So obviously BTS is one of the ones that we're most obsessed with. But some of their songs feel so relevant to me now as an adult that I can't even explain to you. If you think they're for you as a young person, they are. But you are still going to feel these things powerfully and in a, in a and with a much better, grander life yes. view when you're older. And it's so impactful sometimes. I read the lyrics to Four O'Clock today. It's the song V and RM did together. I think V wrote it. And I almost cried because it, something about it struck a chord with me in such a, a, a visceral way. And it was like, this is why. This is why I love them. We might have nothing in common on paper, but the words they're saying right now mean so much to me. They're expressing something I could never express, Mm -hmm. that I could never find words for. It's the same. I wrote down a a whole list. This is just off the top of my head. The song Lost, You Never Walk Alone, it's a dual set, 2-3, that song. I mean, so many of those songs. Not Today was one of those songs for me. Those they mean so much to me now because I feel like they are connecting to me in a place that I am living right now, and I need that. I need that connection. Also, great news for younger fans. As you age, things change, but in general, your eyes and your ears still work. Yeah, so you're who, still able to enjoy who visual thunk? and audio delights. And so I had a few few things I needed to say about this post. Number one, she was even referring to member to to, to mid 20 year olds as being too old for K-pop. 
and being once you're out of school in general, you're too old, grow up, get a job, whatever. So do you just think there's this magical moment where you get out of college oh. and you're like, hey, give, like us, give us your fun card back. Your first sip of coffee. <laughs> you're like, I am an adult now. <laughs> I am not allowed to learn new things, try let's, new things or have any let's fun. Let's just do our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to review your 401k Let's retirement talk numbers? about investments. <laughs> if anything, it gets so much worse as far as wanting <laughs> stuff that's not grown up. Like all you want to do as you get older, and I'm telling you this to help you, <laughs> you, you just hold on to that stuff because you're going to just like it more. You need escapes as an adult. Being an adult is great in some ways. You are more independent. You have, you care less about you, what people think you about have, your hobbies. You grow into who you are mm-hmm. as a person. You feel more confident. You have more life experience. You do. You get you to, know how to deal with difficult people better because you've already gone through it. And and that's I mean all of these things make being I uh, this is cliche. The tw- my twenties were fine. I do like being in my thirties. I have an undeserved sense of superiority in my thirties that I feel like suits me. <laughs> <laughs> Where I can be like, well, once you're 30, you'll understand. (laughs) But I'm going to pull that card right now. Once you're 30, (laughs) you'll understand. It's so important to have stuff like this. You need this escape. You need this thing that makes you feel like I am understood. I am heard. I am in a way loved. Yes. And I'm going to take it a step further. Once you're married and or have children, it is. It makes it 10 times better. I'm telling you, I love sharing this with my kids because I feel like they get to know me better by knowing what I love and what makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. It brings us genuinely closer together for me to not be ashamed to be like, do you guys want to listen to some K-pop? Yeah, mom. And I love it. I love it when a show will come on TV and my daughter will go, oh, it's not in Korean. Like, I just think it's beautiful that they're growing up with images on the screen that aren't Images identical to themselves right. or to our family. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think for you, for anybody to judge somebody who wants to instill that in their children or w- with their spouse or with their family or, or their friends, it's harsh. Like we should all, especially when you're younger, you yeah. should want that for everybody. I guess if any younger fan is listening who who feels this way, I I just want you to know how sad it made us to feel like somebody, again, who we were like, it's like being, it's like that being picked last for kickball or something. It's that feeling of like, I thought we were all friends. Yeah. And now I found out uh, that you hate me. It's like going, it's like going to school on Monday and finding out there was a sleepover on the weekend that you you weren't invited to. Because people think you're gross. Yeah. Or that you, it just was like one of those things where it's like, it's worse than that. It's it's, it's it's for a reason unknown. So then your mind just spins with like, what did I do wrong? I've always been welcoming to this. I've always been very open-minded. I've, one, you know, I've know. been spoiled because we encounter so many really welcoming, cool people and people who are, are looking for good connections and who aren't, who are very po- in this for positive reasons. I don't know. It just sucked, man. It felt like, it felt like I got punched in the stomach. I felt really sad where I was like, you hate me and I don't know why you hate me. Yeah, you don't even know you me. You don't even know you me. You are strict. That's I didn't thing. even do anything and you hate me. It's like so many things in life, either it's ageism, racism, you know. Sexism. Sexism. 
we are strictly being judged on something about us that we can't change. Right. Also, 19, 18, 16-year-olds making those comments, or even in their 20-year-olds making those comments, do you think you're not going to get to our age someday? Because you are. That's the hard truth, guys. But it's also beautiful. And I hope that you still like this. I hope we're all, you're all going to go through it. And we can all go through it at any point in our life. And I think that's a beautiful freaking thing. And I I feel like coming away from that, I was, I felt really sad and I felt kind of embarrassed, I guess. But then I just wanted to be like, I really want you to not feel this way. I really hope that sometime you change your mind and that you don't feel this way because the this was a specific to bts it was like a some bts fan i don't even know what it was i don't know how i found it to be honest but i hope you still like bts i hope that you still enjoy them because as a 32 year old woman they bring me a lot of value in my life and it goes far beyond me thinking they're cute which I guess was their primary problem. The post said something like, if you just like their music, that's fine. But if you think they're hot, I don't know what to tell you. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can see them. Yeah. So I can't be like, oh, they have good music, but I guess they're fine. They're too young for me. They are too young for me, but they're still good looking dudes. And here's the thing, guys. It goes back to the beauty standards. They are the ideal current they're perfect looking. beauty standards. And it's not, you think beauty standards just end when you're 20? No. no. It gets worse. When you're in your 40s, you're still trying to look like a perfect 20-year-old. Yeah. It doesn't go away. You just have to use a lot more creams. <laughs> the amount of lotion, of moisturizers that I put on my face every day, just to look like I'm awake, really. <laughs> just to look like... Just to so look- my favorite thing ever was when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted the Golden Globes? Was oh, it? yeah. Or Academy Awards, one of them. What, what? I think it was the Golden Globes. And they said, you know... Um, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Michael Scott. Steve Carell. Steve Carell was nominated for an award where he had to go in early every day and for three hours get makeup on to make him look fatter than what he was. And he was nominated for an award because of his effort put into this or whatever. And then Tina Fey said, and I came in today after four hours to play my role as a human woman. <laughs> it's so true. And it's, it's absolutely so true. true. <laughs> it's, it's like... The amount of preparation just to seem normal. <laughs> like, this is my... Av- I sent Becca a text today because I took my hair out of the towel that it was wrapped in. It's a, I look like a troll doll. <laughs> it's so knotted and ridiculous. And it's like, that's going to take me forever to fix. But I have to do it or else people are going to be like, are you sick? What's wrong with you? No, I just didn't feel like putting in two hours of effort today. So yeah, I think okay. There was one something last else I thing about the age. One last thing I want to say about the age, and this is just me being petty, and I don't get to be petty very often. Oh, I love it. Fine, fine, young people, you take your young idols, mm. but you know what? I get all the old ones then. Yeah, we're, I don't we're want you. The I don't want you fantasizing about Gong Yu. Eric Moon, mm. Ji Sung, Jang Hyuk, Soji Sub. I could go on and on. You don't get any of them then because if the nine year age difference is weird to you, they're like 18 years older than you. So don't talk to me about age. And it I, seems so unfair. Also, like, I, this is such a such an unsolvable problem, but it's like no one really questions it when dude, like a 30 year old guy's into a 22 year old girl. 
Yeah, then it's, it's just all, like normal for and it's older. all high fives and it's like oh yeah look you at that snagged her how she's you know good job she's out of your league again, but when a woman does again, it it's weird these aren't even real like yeah I don't know these people we're not dating <laughs> I just think that they're you're not handsome. trying to get them to I'm date not you <laughs> actively pursuing them. Now that being Mostly said, because I can't physically she wouldn't say no. No, <laughs> I like a challenge. What can I say? Um, and I want to. I want to say this too. This is like for every person that questions my my, or thinks I'm weird. There's a person that doesn't. For every Tumblr post like that that I saw, there were five. Because mm-hmm. there there was something going on in this BTS fandom that had brought up the the issue of older fans. It was a very weird situation, which every freaking two weeks, there's some crazy controversy going around the fandom, which I almost find fascinating because it's like, it's like ARMY has, it's like a government at this point where there's just like all these conversations. They really work through stuff and some of it's very toxic, but some of them like, this was very productive. <laughs> Also, Beck and I are convinced that the U.S. should just replace the FBI and the CIA with ARMY because mm-hmm. they can find anything. anything. But for every negative comment I found about older fans, I would find a, a Tumblr page or a blog or somebody saying, you're welcome here. We don't judge you. We're happy that you're fans. We want to connect with you. We don't care you. about your age, your it gender, doesn't matter how your sexuality. Old you are. Yes. It doesn't matter where you're from. We just want to connect with other fans. And it was like, okay, this... It's fine. Which, let's it's bring good. that back to the podcast, is exactly why we started, started That's this all podcast. We, we don't care how old you are. We don't care. It, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're connecting with us about anything. That's so awesome. Because you know what? Do I? Could, are there things I could have in common with a 17 or 18 year old? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there and things I, I have in common things? with a 90 year old? Heck yes. yes. 50, 40, 30, it does not matter. We're just people and we all have a really important common interest that we need to talk about. We need other people to enjoy with us. Mm-hmm. Please enjoy it with us. That's all we have to we, say. We, and just be nice to us because like, man, people are so mean and I'm not good with meanness. Out. And actually, I wanted to say one more thing. Um, so going back to my new co- coworker that I met today, mm-hmm. she loves Big Bang she just got into K-pop six months ago and she's obsessed with Big Bang and she was telling me how she's sad she is about it because she realized that kind of somewhat disbanded for now and she's mm-hmm. hoping they'll get back together. But it makes me think of when we were at the Big Bang show, in our row alone, there was like a 17-year-old yeah. all the way up to an Ajima, like a genuine grandmother mm-hmm. in our se- just in our row, Which- our row of 10 people. And we were all of different nationalities it, it was, was great. So amazing. So what makes and it's not so it's not just BTS. No. It's all fandoms in general, but I just don't know what I had no problem with that grandmother or her daughters or her daughter's daughters being at that concert, enjoying themselves as a family, sharing the joy that the music brought to them. I thought it was a magical thing. You know, I feel like I have to call myself out here for a second. Like maybe five or six years ago, right when I moved back here. I went to a concert in Chicago. It was the XX. It's like an indie band. And I remember there was a couple standing near near me and the guy I was with. And they were probably in their 40s or 50s. And I said something stupid like, God, when I'm their age, I hope that I'm not out at concerts like this. Like, I don't know what I, I don't know why it bothered me. And the guy I was with was like, why wouldn't you want to still be doing this when you're in your 40s and 50s? And I was like, yeah, but they don't. In my head, I think I was going like, they don't belong here. This is a young people thing. And that guy legitimately made me like, 
oh yeah, why did I think that? I just mm-hmm. thought that for no reason. And so I feel like it's karma now kicking my butt, being like, remember when you judged those two 40-year-olds at that indie show? Well, this is what it feels like. And it does not feel good. I shall never do that again. Go to where you want to go. Have fun. Enjoy it. And you know what? It goes back to you just know what you know, and then you know better. Yeah. Right? And we know better. Man. Because I'm sure I've done it before in the past, too. It's so easy to just baselessly judge people. I'm just bored with it. Being judgmental is boring. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do any good. It's terrible for the soul. It makes you, it's worse for you than anybody else because you know what? If you're judging me, it doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. It just hurts you. Yep. Hashtag. <laughs> Megan has Yurgurt. said her piece. <laughs> Hashtag yogurt. How would you even spell yogurt? I'm spelling it in my head. Y-E-R-G-U-R-T. Yogurt. Yogurt. Or it could be like, ooh, ooh, do it. Y-R-R-R. Like yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> myself for saying it and every time I listen to it I like cringe inside so silly oh I hate it you guys I feel like I let you down you go get frozen yogurt (laughs) let's get her yogurt I love it I'm I'm only gonna say yogurt yogurt. I'm just gonna torture Becca for the rest of her life by saying every time we talk about yogurt like hey do you you have any yogurt I'm on antibiotics can I take have some yogurt Newsflash, guys. This is like my nightmare come true. When (laughs) when we travel together, I feel like you're going to wake, I'm going to wake up in the morning by you whispering in my ear, yogurt. Wait, wait a minute. Me whispering into your ear first thing in the morning is your greatest nightmare come true because that that is my greatest dream. (laughs) Every morning waking up to Becca whispering sweet nothings about yogurt into my ear. Megan, I brought you this yogurt for breakfast in bed. Be like, oh, Becca, you're perfect. <laughs> I need this yogurt. Why does it bother me? I don't know. Like, in the best way. Because it's adorable. I can't, I can't handle it. Um, your yogurt thing. <laughs> okay, everyone at home right now listening, say yogurt out loud. It is super fun to say. Yogurt. 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 It sounds like, so when, okay, I, I lived in Pennsylvania for a very brief amount of time, but I cannot confirm that this is true because I didn't live in Philly. When Tina Fey does her like Philly accent, she mm-hmm. says Warder, Warder, <laughs> and that's how, this is like a Warder yogurt thing. Yogurt. And I know that I'm sure no one in Philly says yogurt, but in my head, like we're just doing a Philly accent. <laughs> we're talking about Warder and yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> It's the best. When Becca says it, she's like doing like a ribbit. Like a, <laughs> she like does like this motion. Like she's a frog. Yogurt. 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 <clears throat> All right. Have we said our piece? We got more suggestions and we, we can just, probably do a whole nother we episode just don't about this. Have, we probably should. Yeah. I just, for tonight, we're positive people. Feel like we've said what we needed yeah. to say. We, we Again, we, we only know what we know. Yeah. So if we did say something insensitive... Or if you disagree with us. Please let us know. We want to grow. <laughs> yes. That's that's the point here. We're all here. It's a loving Constantly community. Growing. And we should all be helping each other grow. Also, I have to say it. I know I said in the beginning of the podcast, I've been busy with this new job. I'm not kidding, guys. I wake up at 5. I work out. I go to work. By the time I get a commute and everything, I get home at 6. And I have to be in bed by 9. And I have three kids to deal with between 6 and 9. So I have been getting your emails. 
I swear to you this weekend, I will respond. I got some super great emails and it kills me that I can't respond. I'm sorry. Becca says she has three kids to deal with. She has four. (laughs) Because there's me constantly like, keep it coming. coming. I need more Becca. (laughs) I'm trying to be really good this, like while she settles in. I'm giving you a week just so you know. Okay, thank you. Where I will not text her during the day because I'm like, she's at work. She's busy. The last thing she needs is to come back to like 55 missed text messages from Megan. So I don't text her during the day. But then as soon as she like gives me an inch and she'll be like, hey, you know, what's up? What's up? I'll be like, OK, here are all the things that I haven't told you today. Because it's I'm having I'm having a much harder time adjusting to you at work than you are. <laughs> it has been frighteningly easy for I know, me. That's amazing. So I'm going to keep going with it. OK. Have we said our piece? We have. We, again, yeah, like Becca said, we don't have all the answers. We're trying, we're just trying to get, we're just trying to get through this crazy world without losing our minds. Let's thank everybody for helping us grow Mm -hmm. because through either following you on Twitter, for some of you, you've opened my eyes to some issues I didn't even know were issues. Mm -hmm. Not even tweeting at us, just tweeting in general. Yeah. Um, The emails we've been getting... It's we have, just great. There, Honestly, I've, we I've have had the best some community. Pretty deep conversations with a few people through email where we're like digging deep mm-hmm. into some of these issues. We, I, I could write a book about it. I could write a book about how much I love everybody that's you been interacting with us. You should write a book. Because it's really great. You should write a book. We should write a book. I would read it. All right. I have a game. If I we're willing wait. to move on. Yes. All right. We did a K-drama rom-com Mad Lib last week. <laughs> I have one more. The, the that's like the name of our memoir. K drama rom com <laughs> Mad Lib. K drama rom com Mad Lib. So I wrote two last week, and I gave you the one, but mm. I this one's a little bit longer. Okay. So I was gonna see if we can make this one work. Okay. Again, spoiler: this may be not funny at all. Oh, it but will we're be. trying. It will be funny. We're trying. All right. So I need an age, Megan. Speaking of age, ages. 47. 47. All right. I need three adjectives. Descriptive words. <laughs> uh, shiny. Okay. Cold. Okay. Oh, wait, did I do cold, you last, did cold time? last time? Okay, wait. shiny. Wow, that's weird of me. <laughs> Green. <laughs> okay. And. <laughs> Fluffy? Fluffy? Okay. Her rug is fluffy, so it inspired me. All right. Give me a place you would set a book down. Very specific. (laughs) (laughs) The table. (laughs) That works for me. All right. I need a type of company. Telecommunication. <laughs> oh, all right. Now I need a department within that company. Human resources. Because <laughs> I don't know any other department in a telecommunications company. All right. Now I need a male name, preferably a male idol. It can be K-pop or K-dramas. Jungkook. Jungkook? Yeah. All right. I need a second male name. She's putting a lot Another of K-pop? Or, yeah. Whoever you uh, want. Let's do... Okay. 
literally give it to like, you the morning of. I'm, I'm, bl- I'm like blanking. I can't think of anyone. Kim Woo Bin. It was just his birthday. All right. Now I need a high paying job. Not in telecommunications. Just in general. A high paying job. Sea <sighs> <laughs> <See>, captain. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like you get a lot of money. A sea captain. <laughs> Is that, do you think they get paid a lot? I just feel like people with boats are very rich. <laughs> I don't think they own their boats. Oh, is that how it works? How about um, CEO of Google? <laughs> no, I like sea oh, captain. Sea captain works okay. All right, give me one more adjective and then I think we're done. Crunchy. <laughs> done you're gonna have to give me a name for the show but then also guess which movie i pulled this from oh okay because it is a real movie oh my goodness that i just fill i took out some words and you had to fill them in with new i words. love it all right here we go <clears throat> at the start of the new year 47 year old your name <laughs> so megan megan decides it's time to take control of her life and start a diary. It's Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> now the most shiny, green, and fluffy book on her table is the one she's writing. Ooh. Working in human resources at a telecommunications company. <laughs> she spends the majority of her day fantasizing about her boss, Jungkook. Yep, that sounds right. And her childhood crush, Kim Woo Bin. Yep, also right. Who is a crunchy <laughs> sea <laughs> captain. <laughs> Will she be able to turn her life around before the new year? Stay tuned. Well, we're calling it K-Drama Rom-Com Mad Lib. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the greatest story ever told, Bridget Jones' Diary. Yes, I think Kim Woo Bin would be a great crunchy sea captain. Do you know how often I think? I bet he'd eat a lot oh, of I yogurt. Bet, I bet. Oh my God, I should have been the CEO of a yogurt company. <laughs> what was I thinking? I feel like... Kim Woo Bin would be an excellent Mr. Darcy. Oh, he would I think be a good frequently, Mr. Darcy. Like, come on, K dramas. Why haven't we remade Pride and Prejudice in like modern day Seoul? Because it's like the perfect plot of a K drama. But you know what? Uh, Daniel Cleaver. Yeah. Sungri would have to play him. Oh, <laughs> perfect casting. This is a whole other thing. Let's just recast all our favorite movies with like our, our favorite Korean stars. And then that hope that the somebody best. picks it up and makes it. And actually, your age is perfect. 47, oh, going yeah. after a Jungkook and a Kim Woo Bin. Well, go for let's it. Let's see. If I'm 47, <laughs> that makes Jungkook my age? No. He's not that much younger than me. No. He's 36. <laughs> It'd be fine. Kim Woo Bin's like an adult, right? Yeah, I think he's 30 now, isn't he? <gasps> 30 he's so old. I don't remember. He just had his birthday, which is why I was thinking of him. Love Kim Woo Bin. Kim Woo Bin. We're looking it up now because that's what we do. Megan, I think you did a wonderful job. You did a wonderful job. We have so many recommendations for games, so we will continue with that next week once I'm a little more settled into my job and we've got a little more time to prepare. How old has Kim Woo been? 29. 29. I knew it. Is it the 17th? His birthday was yesterday. What? No, his birthday was Monday. His birthday was the 16th. Look at us. Happy birthday, Kim Relevant. So relevant. So, Megan, you want to take us out for today? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Keep... Keeping on. <laughs> uh, contact us on social media, Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. You can email us, 
Becca at NuniaBusiness.com, Megan at NuniaBusiness.com. You can also find our website, www.NuniaBusiness.com. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on Podbean. We're on everything. It's not hard to find us. Come and get it. <laughs> Dinner served. It's piping hot. Yogurt. <laughs> you piping hot yogurt. Well, guys, whether it was your first episode or your 26th episode, we're so happy you were here. As one final reminder, all are welcome in the Nunia Business household, and we hope you have a wonderful week.